You know what's true about this world? We like to celebrate flashy things. But what about courage? What about bravery? What about suffering? This is the place we give credit to what often goes unseen. This is the place we honor choosing grit. Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Happy August, crazy that we only have like one more month of summer, but I hope it's been a good one for you all. I know for me, it's been a literal and figurative breath of fresh air after the past couple of years, what we've all been through and just to have so many, there's been so many normal things happening. You know, you almost forget that we went through a pandemic, right? Especially as it sounds like we have some uncertainty in the future and and just really grateful for it. So I hope you've been able to be pretty normal as well. Super excited to introduce you all to my friend Joy and her son Rashad today on the podcast. Joy and I met like right before COVID, not long before. So we didn't spend a lot of time together, but from the few times we did, I could almost immediately tell that she had a story to share. AKA I thought she'd be a good podcast candidate, which I promise y'all listening, that's not like my first, always the first thing I think about when I meet new people or spend time with people, but this was obvious with joy. So this summer I reached out with literally having no particular topic in mind. Within a couple minutes, she accepted and also asked if her son could join. Once again, I'm just super grateful for this project because when she and her son came over and we did have time to sit down for this recording, I learned that the COVID life the past half year and a half in general has been really rough for this family. As you'll hear, Joy and her family moved home last summer or last spring about after spending a long time in Georgia in efforts to be closer to Joy's mom and spend more time with her whose life is here, who's thriving here in Milwaukee. Considering this transition happened in the middle of a pandemic or right before it, getting to know people, especially for Rashad, forming friendships became really difficult. And they soon began to really miss their support system back in Georgia. On top of this, last summer, their car got stolen, which eventually for Rashad, who had a job that was far past where the bus route could take him, lost his job as a result of not having any way to get there anymore. So in dealing with this job loss, while experiencing also a threat to his safety in the car, being stolen, which really took a toll on him. And then also not having a huge support system here, not being able to see a lot of people. Rashad soon became incredibly depressed. It really affected him and his overall functioning to the point where at one point he actually lost touch with reality, had a hard time recognizing his own family. So obviously this was scary and hard on Rashad and also for his mom who on her end and thought maybe it was just a funk he was going through. There were a lot of changes that he just needed to adjust to. Their car got stolen. He just needed some time to recover. But after so long, eventually Joy realized that this was something more serious that she needed to intervene for and she needed to start doing something about as a mom. She took that upon herself. And that was really ultimately the game changer for their family. So safe to say this family's been through a lot that has called for a lot of grit. And I'm so excited that you get to hear from them yourselves today and witness that yourself in this interview. 
So enjoy. Hello. Hello. Welcome to my living room. Thank you both Thank for you. being here. Yeah. So we got Joy. Say hi for us. Hello. And Rashad with Hello. us here today. Um, so generally, as I like to start out with a little icebreaker, um, two of my go-tos are current guilty pleasure or um, a movie or, or fictional character that you identify with. So Rashad, you have an answer to either of those? Um, um, Ice Age is a movie. Ice Age? Mm -hmm. The first one? Yeah. There's so many. Aren't there? Are there three of them? Mm -hmm. What character? Um, Man and the Mammoth. The Mammoth? Mm -hmm. Why do you say that? Um, Because he's really by himself. And uh, he was alone for a very long time. But Mm. um, in the future, he met someone. So it was pretty good for him. Mm. He, he was alone and he stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he found like a whole little group. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I need to watch that movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joy, current guilty pleasure or movie character? Current guilty pleasure at this moment is chocolate. Chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a certain form or kind of chocolate? Um, candy bars. Candy bars. Like say... Um, Godiva. Cool. Oh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I'm so glad you, you're both here. Thank you both for being willing. Yeah, I was expecting both of you to be able to come and share together. So, as I mentioned to you, the definition of grit is courage, resolve, and strength of character. Um, and I know one reason you're both here today is because you both, you, the two of you and your whole family have had to practice that in the past year, quite a bit. In the past year, year and a half, it sounds like, um, yes. especially re- when it comes to you, Rashad, and things you've faced. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell me about, um, tell me what about the past year especially has called for a lot of grit among the, your family. Um, so definitely... This year, uh, in April, there was a situation where um, Rashad had a psychotic break, and um, it took a lot of courage for him to go through that, Mm. Um, and it took a lot of courage for um, me as a mom to watch and try to figure out what he needed in order to bring him through something of that nature. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So psychotic break, which that's like a big, um, those feel like two big, scary words, but um, do you want to talk a bit about like what it was that led up to that? Um, yeah, just like, um, Oh, I had, I'm a friend. I had friends that didn't want to mess with me anymore because of it. Um, I had a lot of people that I just wanted to um, chill with and they would be like, no. So it would really make me like just depressed. And um, I just wasn't, it wasn't cool. So So you had dealt with some stuff like before this happened, but then 
it was really like the isolation of last year yeah that triggered started with being really depressed mm -hmm. for how long for about a about a couple months okay it, it was it was just for like a month i was depressed mm. it was definitely in december the ending of december going into the new year but um mm -hmm. my mom really came through with um something and mm -hmm. um that's when i started being good again mm -hmm. and uh yeah so uh in that season when you were depressed what did that feel like you um, just kind of in a funk and like really unmotivated kind of didn't want to do anything no i just didn't want to do anything yeah yeah had you you were working before that um yeah i think i was and then you stopped for yeah. like you, you stopped going to work during mm -hmm. this time yeah what from your perspective joy what do you think were some things because i know you shared a little bit about that time for you as well what did you see contributing to this eventual break it was just a lot that was going on um friendships weren't going the mm -hmm. way that he thought that they should go um like i said we we lost our car um it was parked your car was stolen yeah the car was stolen it was parked right in the back of the apartment building under the camera mm -hmm. he was at work my mom and i came out to get him and the car was gone mm -hmm. and it was totaled um our insurance had lapsed at that time so mm -hmm. we didn't have a way to get around which resulted in him losing his job because it was way out in Pewaukee. and okay. um then after that i think something else happened oh he wasn't able to see his family um on his dad's side as much as he uh used to because of COVID. because of actually because the car because oh. i would transport him back and forth mm. and so when you lost your car it was like you lost it permanently because you didn't have the support at that time to get another one have you gotten another one now yes okay but for a while you were kind of stuck we were stuck mm -hmm. Um, and you didn't, does your mom have a car or no. you didn't really have people around you either that could no. take you anywhere? Okay. Um, so yeah, um, once the car was stolen, he really didn't want to go outside anymore. Um, he stayed in the house for about three months straight. He would not mm -hmm. come out. Um, I, act, I would ask him, you know, you know, you want to get some fresh air? He just would not. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I still didn't realize what was taking place mm -hmm. I thought maybe I don't know what I thought but I didn't think that anxiety had took over that much mm -hmm. where it was just starting to um I don't know I don't know the words really affect his functioning right and like change who he was it sounds right like. up until He just didn't know who I was anymore. So at your worst, which is typically what we refer to as the break, it was like you didn't, you thought your mom was. With somebody else. You didn't recognize your mom? No, I didn't recognize anyone. That's, what was that like for you? Oh, that was really just sad. It was like, I just lost my memory. Hmm. Yeah, that's scary.
So feeling alone and feeling unsafe sounds like we're two big triggers in your neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then feeling like you couldn't do much about the fact that you were alone yeah. or get out much because you didn't have a car mm-hmm. and it was COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, do you have access to the bus system at all? Did you guys no. try that? Oh, I mean, okay. we do, but... Um, at that point, you were just scared to go out at all. Yeah. And then the buses didn't go all the way out to Pewaukee anyway, so I couldn't get a ride or anything. But, and so that's why you had to leave your job. Yeah. Gotcha. And before we leave to like get into your recovery, mm-hmm. just for a, a little better... Um, a little more perspective had you dealt with any of this before no in your life it just was all kind of like brought on by yes man. This, mm-hmm. these circumstances so like you were pretty high functioning growing up were pretty stable and yeah definitely mm-hmm. except for like um when he was maybe nine or ten um i'm not i'm not even sure what happened then but it was um Maybe it was depression then, or maybe something was going on that he maybe didn't tell me about. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up um, in the hospital for that for a short period mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. But after that, there was nothing else up until he was 18. Just a normal kid, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. had friends, was popular. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back here. Mm-hmm. Um, to Milwaukee, and that's why it kind of seems really situational for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you moved not long before, mm-hmm. when yeah. did you when did you move back here? Maybe it'll be a year and a half now. Okay, and this was so this was just a few months after you had moved back. Yes, this sure. happened. Okay, yes, and that's a big life event to move. So you were living in Georgia before and you did you have a group of friends there yes, and such okay okay yeah that makes sense and you were kind of started so you were starting over here mm-hmm. and it was a pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had lost all transportation means well almost all of them yeah um and how did you handle seeing him like that joy um like seeing so it's so you had this one episode when you were younger so maybe you had a certain like susceptibility or uh vulnerability to this in you, but otherwise, um, like seeing him function, quote unquote, normally before that joy, like what was it like for you to witness that your son changed in that way? That was scary for me. Mm -hmm. I honestly, um, I just thought to myself, okay, I came back here with a purpose. I came back here to get my mom so we could take her back to Georgia and we could be closer together. I did not come back here to get my mom and lose my son. Hmm. And I'm I'm not going to leave without them both. So you're kind of caught in between like your mom is here and has a life here mm-hmm. and you feel a certain responsibility to her. Right. So that's what brought you guys back. Correct. But as a mom, you can also see how it's, it's harder. Not, not a ideal place for my son. Mm. But you still feel it's best for your for your mom's sake, right? So, so you're 
in a lot of ways, Rashad, you're making a sacrifice. Yeah. He made a big sacrifice. Um, okay, so... So you mentioned, you started talking about Rashad, how your mom was pretty instrumental in, in helping you recover. Yeah. What did, what did she do that was helpful? Um, she got a new car and, um, it, it, it didn't really make me happy because it, it was still like, mm, it's, I just wanted my job back. I just wanted, um, to work. And, um, it's like my mom. She did everything she could, like everything, and I was just like, mm, "Nah, I'm good." And mm-hmm. yeah, um, but I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, so you had, you had really liked your job. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, were, I did. what were you doing? I was doing stocking at Pick and Save. Okay. And, so you like really wanted. To keep working. Yeah, because it was like before Christmas time, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like, why would anyone do this to us when mm-hmm. we don't, when we don't know anyone in this city? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just off guard, and um, I just hope that it doesn't happen again. You know. So it kind of felt like a personal attack. Yeah, when personal. Your car was stolen. The chances are that it was probably a random event, but yeah. but you took it mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. yeah, he did say that a couple of times. Like he felt like it was his fault. Mm-hmm. And I, no matter you know how many times I tried to say, you know, that's completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. It's a random thing that was happening. I don't know if maybe you saw it on the news. I don't even know if it's still happening. Did you? Do you have a Kia? Uh, it was a Kia. You side. had a Kia. So then you did manage to get mm-hmm. another car, though. We did. You saved up and were able to get one. But then Rashad, um, you still, you felt like you, your mental state didn't really change. No, because um, it's just, it just wasn't the same. I had lost a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of hair and my hair started falling out and everything. And it was just stressful. By the time my mom got the car, it was just too late. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still good for me though. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, for her and my grandma, it was still nice. Yeah. Now you're working, you are working again. Yes. And you mentioned earlier, like you feel like you're almost back to yourself. Yes, um, so what else helped you get there? Just being me again, trying to get back to my regular state, just mm-hmm. doing what I do every day. Um, and yeah. Joy, on your part, what did were there any action steps you took? Oh yeah. What did you do as a mom? Um, well, I did a lot of research because before this happened, actually Rajad did not have an actual diagnosis. And um I thought to myself, I said, maybe maybe he's you know, he's bipolar. But like I said, we didn't have an actual diagnosis. So I just started to do some research. Um and um learn about different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I found something called Milwaukee Wraparound and they connected me to some resources that provides him with uh, a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so a therapist, mm-hmm. um, that's great. A peer specialist, you know, somebody that has been through the same thing, mm-hmm. um, a job coordinator, 
um, like a resource team, but that was that came further down the line after me trying to figure out a what was going on and how to get him stable. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how important medication was in that step. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to go around that because I'm not really a medication type person. But in order to get him back to mm-hmm. himself, I had to implement that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big factor. <clears throat> and I'm grateful that we have the relationship that we do. Because even though he's 18 and he wasn't himself, um, he didn't have to allow me to speak on his behalf. But he trusted me enough. I said, listen, this is what's going to help us get you back mm-hmm. on track. And then we can talk about, you know, Getting winning you all. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and he trusted me enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And every doctor's appointment, he lets them know, hey, I want my mom included. Mm-hmm. And some parents don't have that right. And their kids just mm-hmm. slip through the cracks, you know, because they right. don't realize they need help at that time. Right. Yeah. So for a bit, it kind of just appeared to be maybe like a funk that he was in or, yeah. or something that, because it, I mean, it is pretty anticipated that you would be kind of having a hard time after such a big move and then mm-hmm. not feeling safe and, right. um, and everybody was struggling in 2020. Yeah. Right. So uh, it took a bit for you, Joy, to realize like, oh, this is actually something that needs um, yeah, needs like immediate. an action plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an action plan. Did you go to the ER? Um, yeah, yes. I was. that's original. Like when you were at your worst. Yeah. Okay, and what did they do? Um, they just hooked me up to stuff and asked me a couple questions, and that was about it. The first time he ended up in, um, they kept him, sent him to another place. So inpatient is mm. what I want to say. Okay. For like a week. Oh, wow. Um, and that's how the medication uh, got implemented. Okay. Okay. So that was the good part of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was three other times after that because I still didn't realize what was going on. Mm. When he first got released, they just said it was a mood disorder. And I still... Mm. And I couldn't, okay, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the root cause and what do I do from here? Mm-hmm. Were still my questions. And all of the appointments after that were months down the line. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't going to work for me. Um, he ended up going back, like I said, maybe three more times. And that was horrible. I think one time he came home, he still had an IV in his arm. I woke up the next morning. It was blood all over the floor because he had tore it out by himself. Oh. And um, he has, like I said, uh, he's been through a lot and he made it here. So that process of going in and out of the hospital wasn't really helpful. Mm -hmm. When you were admitted, was there anything helpful that happened or it was just, did it make it worse? It, 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 It really just calmed me down. I okay. didn't do anything but just lay down, and that's what... But that's when you started to get the mm-hmm. medication? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I think that's a good approach, Joy. Like you were saying, obviously none of us want to be on medication, 
but sometimes when you're at that low point of just like not being able to function, you need something to give you a boost, you know, mm -hmm. to get to the point where you would like have energy to actually do what you need to do to get better. And then you, it doesn't necessarily mean being on it forever, which if you, if you need to be that, that's totally fine. But, right. but yeah, I'm glad that you got connected in that way. And then you said the, um, the wraparound program is really like the most helpful. Um, they're helpful in the sense of if you don't have any resources, mm. um, or if you don't have like a support system when something like that happens, mm -hmm. they're really good in that because you, now you know, okay, I can call this person and they know what to do, or I can have this crisis team come out instead of calling 911, mm -hmm. where everyone that arrives really does not know how to handle that type of situation mm -hmm. so i would say in that sense yes that's good to hear so a lot of support was needed yeah yeah i'm I'm glad that you were able to that you had the time and the support like in your mom and i know you've mentioned your grandma too yeah to have that time where you could really work through it you know because and and in your case, still be okay with not working for that little bit of time. It sounds like you just needed like some time to prioritize it so that you could get to where you are now. Yeah. Just over. When did you start working again? Um, just this week, actually. Okay, so just now. So it took about a year. Really it won't be a more year until December. Oh, oh, so about a year. Okay, okay. Maybe about six. This winter, six, it'll be a year from yeah. when you were like at your worst. Yeah, so the fact that you had your mom as your cheerleader and a mom that, from what I know about you, Joy, is pretty stable yourself, um, that was kind of the game changer, it sounds like, in yeah. some ways. Yeah, everything is going good. Have you been able to address kind of that um, isolation standpoint at all now that you are you can get out a little more? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've just, I've been going to the lake. Mm, oh, yeah. You guys, you go to the lake every day together? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So getting out in, of the house every day to do that. Yeah. And then you feel like your job kind of gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. Again, could you see yourself for a shot doing something in the future to help yes. other people that, you'd be great at that. Yeah, I would. Helping that are lonely yeah and, um, definitely dealing with job loss and mm -hmm. yeah yeah mental illness in general mm -hmm. i could totally see that great anything else you want the world to know about your story and do you think there's anything from the both of you we kind of touched on this but anything you looking back and say like you're grateful for or something you really learned i'm just grateful for um making it through um, you mm -hmm. know, with my mom's being the biggest support system, um, cause most people don't have moms like I do, you know, so, um, mm -hmm. it's really good, you know, just to be blessed with her and, uh, yeah. Joy, anything as a mom? Talk to your children, mm. um, pay attention. Mm. If you see them sleeping too much, ask questions. Um, mm -hmm. you don't want to ask too many questions where you upset them, but just let them know that you notice that there is a change, you know, mm. um, so they can realize that somebody is paying attention. 
Um, or maybe say, hey, you know, I've noticed that you're sleeping more. Maybe you don't want to talk to me, but I can get us a therapist and mm -hmm. you can talk to them and I don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, I want you to know that my door is open mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm here to listen without judgment mm -hmm. and um, just keep the door open. Yeah. Have those painful conversations, you know. That's great. Because it can happen to any of us. Just that simple. Mm -hmm. You know, one day you're fine, everything is going good, and you can just yep. walk out of yourself, literally, you know. Yeah, that's important, I think, because there's such a there can be such a sense of shame kind of so maybe you, yeah. maybe you notice that or shop or I can see it even as a parent like, that your kid is experiencing that's mm -hmm. that and that can keep us from like actually facing the reality so when you you're saying when you finally were like okay I just need just like you learn that you just needed to like acknowledge and mm -hmm. bring up with Rashad like something's mm -hmm. not right here right and then that's when you were able to actually turn a corner it sounds like right together because as you can see he's relatively quiet um so sometimes you may have a kid that's just not talkative mm. but maybe watch maybe their body language or mm. maybe the friends they used to have they don't talk to them anymore mm. or and just making it clear that they know you're there i think would you exactly. say that was that important rashad yeah did you want her to talk to you about it? did you feel like talking to her about stuff or were you mm -hmm. yeah you did so maybe even if you didn't show it, you still appreciated when yeah, she definitely. when she did that. Yeah, like, and it can be powerful when somebody else is like something's going on. Yeah, you know, because we like to think we're fine. Right. <laughs> even us as adults, you know. Right. Oh, and please, as a parent, get therapy for yourself hmm. because I I know that that's something that I'm going to need to add in. Um, for my own, just from this experience alone, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so were you seeing a therapist during this? So mm -hmm. at the point you weren't, uh, I'm curious, Joy, cause you're such a, you always come across as such a strong person. Like what, what kind of grounded you? Where does that come from? Probably knowing that they don't have anyone else but me. Mm. So I have to figure it out, you know. They look to me for that, and um, I can't risk that. So being a mom has become a source of strength? In every way uh, imaginable. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. Any other final words, Rashad? Uh, no, I'm just here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you both so much. This Thank is great. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. As always, if you want to learn more about me, what this space is about, you can go to my blog, ichoosegrit.com. Subscribe so you can get emails whenever I update it. I do also have uh, social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, which I haven't been great at updating recently, but I do share there whenever there's something uh, new content. I also give updates.
periodically about my own journey. So follow me on there. Reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Email me, carrie.icheesecrit.com. Reach out to me on social media. Uh, great to know who's on the other side of these episodes, whose ears these are landing on. And also subscribe and share to this podcast. That's so helpful, helpful to me if you can spread this by word of mouth. Send this to your friends who you think would enjoy it. And if you're someone who would like to be interviewed or you know someone who you think would be a really great candidate, that's great for me to know as well. I think that's it. Talk to you soon. Have some really great episodes ready for you to share very soon, which I'm excited for you to hear. And enjoy the rest of your summer. God bless.